Hello, 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 and welcome back to Embracing Your Energy. I'm Jen, a mindset coach, and I am so excited about today's episode. We are having a very special guest, Kaylee, on, and we are diving in deep. It was a pretty juicy episode. We dove in about our own healing journey and what steps we took throughout it, and then understanding how to reflect and use some shadow work within it. And also we talked about building a relationship with yourself and really building up your self-love. And it kind of all came back around where we ended up talking a lot about balance and what it means as a human living this life and how to show up and actually be present and be mindful of everything that's there. And also to just really be grateful and appreciative of everything on your journey. So it was a really great episode and I'm super excited for you to tune in. There are so many great nuggets of wisdom you're about to hear and just stay tuned. Welcome to Embracing Your Energy, a spiritual podcast for women who are ready to break free from the limits they've set for themselves. I'm Jen Murphy, a life coach, mindfulness expert, and your host. I'm here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. On this podcast, we'll be diving into visualizing your possibilities, reprogramming your subconscious, and manifesting your desires. We'll be discussing practical tips and techniques to help you tap into your intuition, increase your self-worth, and create the life you've always dreamed of. This podcast is for the woman who wants to create a life that aligns with her values, passions, and purpose. So whether you're feeling stuck, lost, or just ready for a change, you're in the right place. Remember, You are worthy, you are capable, and you have the power to manifest your wildest dreams. So get ready to let go of limiting beliefs, make some much needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Let's start embracing your energy. Hello and welcome back to Embracing Your Energy. I am super excited for today's episode. We're going to be diving deep into self-discovery and how to reflect on your own healing journey. And I'm super excited because I'm joined today with Kaylee. Kaylee, I'm going to pass it over to you and you can kind of give a bit of an introduction about you, the work you do, and the people you help. Wow. Hi. (laughs) Hi, everyone. My name is Kaylee Nicole. I am a social worker turned life coach. I am actually currently building my one-on-one program, so I don't really have any major like specific announcements to make other than I am building a container. But if I could speak a little bit on my story, I went into social work because I I experienced like mental health struggles myself. I experienced a lot of stuckness and being lost and really needed direction in my own life. And I also went through the loss of a family member through suicide and a battle of mental health. So that's what really kind of inspired me to get interested in mental health and breaking the stigma in the first place. I feel like when I got into learning about mental health, the stigma was really starting to fade away and it was becoming more of a prominent thing to educate people on. And it was just more of a talked about topic and it became more normalized. And I've just been passionate about helping people ever since. I just love people and psychology and now self-help and personal development. And that's kind of my vibe. That's amazing. I like how you are using your like social work experience to bring it into the coaching industry because I feel like that ends up bringing like a big gap that there is. It helps like close the gap. Yeah. So when did you, would you say you started your personal like journey towards like personal growth? So I kind of relate my personal development journey to kind of two parts of my life. The first part being my spiritual awakening and like for people listening, I don't mean that I had this like magnificent revelation about life. I really don't feel that's what a spiritual awakening is. I just think that for me, 
it came to a point in my life where I was really asking myself, like, what are the things I want to do and where is my life heading and is the direction my life is currently heading into what I actually want for myself? I feel like I really started to realize how kind of I was making a lot of decisions for other people and I was really starting to gain self-awareness about, you know, like unhealthy patterns and just how people pleasing was a big part of my personality at the time. And I kind of slowly got myself out of that. And I really found myself through regaining faith for a long time. I like kind of called myself an atheist and I didn't have any faith in anything bigger than myself. And it felt really shrinking and limiting. And then when I kind of found my faith and my connection to my soul again, that's kind of when everything started and I started educating myself on personal development. I initially broke into the coaching industry as a virtual assistant. I discovered the world of online business and on Instagram and the coaching industry as a whole by finding a TikTok about a girl that was teaching people how to be a virtual assistant. And that's kind of route that I took. I went on that path and I just realized that I wasn't excited to create content for the platform. I wasn't excited to do any of it. And I just wanted to find a way to like do what the bigger coaches were doing. Like I could see myself being a life coach, a mentor, because I really wanted to use my passion and my field that I was already into, but kind of integrate it and make it my own. Because I feel like the the mental health industry, as amazing as it is for all the work that it does, I feel like it is very outdated now in a lot of ways. And the holistic approach is becoming mainstream for a reason. I feel like people are starting to realize that kind of taking on your own health and realizing the impact that you have not only on your life, but also on the collective and not just being a part of a collective is really important. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into coaching and how it all started. I feel like I'm on a very similar path as you. A lot of that I resonated with. And I liked how you were talking about you kind of looked at your life and was like, is this what I'm doing right now going to bring me to where I want to be? And I, in the last year, have really been like looking at everything I do that way. Like I was in the classroom and I was like, well, I don't see myself teaching in the classroom by the time I'm 30 and then trying to figure out what other steps I could do. And that's when I started to see like the side of coaching in the virtual online space. And that's kind of how I got into all of it as well. And just seeing other people and the success they can have and the impact they can have. I was like, I feel like I can do the same thing and I have a lot to share. So that I feel like we're very similar on our journey. So as you were saying, going through all that, and I think it's really important to point out the spiritual awakening piece and how it's connecting with your soul. I've never heard someone put it that way. And I really like it like that because I was in the same position. I couldn't figure out like what like higher power I wanted to relate to. And then by the time I started my journey and I really connected to myself and my soul, I started to have my spiritual awakening. Do you have any suggestions on how someone could get started connecting to their soul? It's really about just like love and it's going to sound so cheesy, but like what are the things that make you just, so genuinely happy and joyous and excited to do like when you do something and it energizes you and again I know that's something that's being said a lot in the space of personal development especially but like when you do something and you know that you enjoy doing it to the point where it doesn't feel like a task or like work or like if you can find yourself a field or some kind of profession where for you it just doesn't feel like work and it feels like doing something that's fulfilling with your time like I mean in any case scenario when you think about it this way, if you have a different perspective, if you're able to shift to this perspective, you can look at things as like being, yeah, work is work, but work is also not only a way for you to get an income so that you can get more things that you want in your life, but you also ultimately, if you're living in the developed country, at least you have the choice to choose what you do in that time. And in the end, everybody that works plays a role in the society as a whole and if you want to have any impact on society and if you want to have any impact on your own life and yourself it has to start from within and you have to reach deep down and find the things that you're both good at and that you like doing and like a lot of people 
talk about that being kind of your gift. I, I believe that I like human design. I like the kind of spiritual aspect of things, but in all reality for any common person listening to this right now, like it's genuinely just about finding something that you excel at and you like doing it because you know that it's having a positive impact because you are putting your 100% into something that you like doing and that you're also good at because you're both getting motivation and fulfillment out of it. I fully agree with that. And I like how you were talking about how we have the choice. And I used that a lot in my classroom. I actually had it up on the wall, like in the big letters choice. And we always discuss that with my students about how we have the privilege of having a choice in like I'm in the US and they technically choose to show up to school every day. Even if they don't want to, they know the consequences. You don't end up getting your education. So they're choosing to come even if they don't necessarily want to. But I think that also comes down to everything you do on your own path and figuring out, like, I want to like go deeper on my healing journey. So I'm choosing to do these activities. And maybe you're choosing not to go out and drink with your friends on the weekend. And instead you're doing more of a self-reflection at home. And I think a big thing that I struggled with at the beginning and sometimes still now is the limiting beliefs and like self-doubt that can kind of start to cloud over you of, am I doing the right thing? And I don't know if it's similar, if you had a similar experience, but I feel like around me, no one in person was on like the same journey I'm on. Whereas I found people online, but it was definitely hard at first trying to set up the boundaries with myself and with others of prioritizing Mm -hmm. what my choice was. Do you feel like you kind of were in the same boat or was it different for you? Oh my gosh, for sure. Definitely. Like, I mean, doubt will always creep in. We're human. We get, we get reached by other people. We get reached by wanting to to do the right thing, to be a good person, to be, you know, so many things. I feel like that's a part of the conditioning that we go through in the world that we live in. And as much as we can reprogram ourselves to live a more mindful and soul-led life, like at the same time, there's always going to be doubts. And I feel like doubts are healthy in some ways. Like, if you're really able to think about why you're having the doubts in the first place, like if you really try and reach further, like I tell people zoom out, like get outside of yourself for a second, realize that you are not the only thing in existence and like zoom out. Why are you having those doubts? Is it because someone made a comment? Is it because you're thinking about a certain specific person's perception and really ask yourself like as a whole, if you have one chance to live this, life thing experience and you have one chance to be alive like are you going to be sitting in your chair in the nursing home at 85 years old telling yourself oh I was right to worry about those people or oh I was right to work like in the end it really doesn't matter and it's really about zooming out I feel like the fear and the discomfort of like being like the fear of being rejected and the fear of being judged it does come from you judging yourself as well because in the end like if you really believe in what you're doing or what you're saying or what you're feeling or what you're into like if you really know that you're entitled to be what like into what you like and that people are also entitled to have an opinion of you but that you also have the right to not give a shit then it makes things easier yeah that's kind of how i i go into it but yeah doubt is definitely always creeping in but it's about like being a little outside of yourself and kind of realizing what thoughts that you're having that are like the worst case scenarios you're making up in your mind because your subconscious mind and your nervous system is trying to protect you or like what's actually going to have a devastating impact on your life because if we really think about it if that one person you're thinking of like oh I'm so afraid that that person's going to think I'm weird and like awkward and you know just all of those things So what if it happens, if the person thinks those things, like, is that person even an important part of your life? Do you want that person to be an important part of your life if they're going to make you feel that way? And like, is it going to change what you're doing? Is it going to change what you're accomplishing? Not really. You know, that's kind of how you have to go about it. Yeah, I love that. I feel like a lot of times when doubt comes in, it's kind of like ego as well. And a lot of times I hear 
that like to ignore it and all this, but I think it's important to kind of bring light to it. It's almost like Mm -hmm. a child. If you ignore the child, it just gets louder and louder and louder until you finally listen to the child and what is wrong. And it is just trying to protect you overall. It's not necessarily going out of its way to make you miserable. It's just like this instance may have happened in the past that's similar. And so it could happen again. I don't want you to get hurt. So let's just not even do it. So it's important to hear it, but not necessarily listen to what it's saying. But I've found when I acknowledge it and validate it, it just like stops. And then I can move on to the thought that I want to have of like doing it and getting it done versus it just like finding another way to get louder in my head to be like, no, like you really shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Like so-and-so is going to think this. And just as you said, like, does that person really matter? Like when you're older and you're looking back on life, are they even still in your life in 40 years? The person you're so like terrified of finding out something you're doing. Yeah. And I found with that, like when it would come up, say you have doubt in starting a business, I would try to do like shadow work on it. Do you ever do any shadow work? Yeah, for sure. All the time. Like whenever a trigger comes up, whenever like I'm very reactive to something, I feel like when you're already kind of knee deep into your journey and you've gone through a lot of like ebbs and flows. And I mean, like genuinely, like the way my life looks like now compared to a few months ago alone is like completely different. Like my job is different. My personal relationship is different. My like living situation is different. My friends are different. My way of thinking is different. Like, you know what I mean? It's just life happens and sometimes it gets to be blurry but whenever I do go through triggers instead of like resenting myself now because in the beginning like and especially if you're someone that's hard on yourself and and like you really want to be a good person and you really worry about doing the right thing a lot you'll sometimes like really get angry at yourself when shit's not working out but that's actually just making it worse because instead of being objective to what's happening inside of you, like your emotions and the trigger that caused it and the situation that you put yourself in. And like, really, I was just repeating the same kind of behaviors and ways of approaching situations over and over until like, finally, I got so tired of my own shit that I was like, okay, something needs to be different. I have to act towards this differently. It is about discipline as well. Like a lot of people talk about shadow work and all of the beautiful, blissful, and spiritual, and really intensely deep parts of the journey, which they are big parts of the journey, but also, like, it comes a lot with having to think about how is myself going to benefit from what I'm doing now in, like, a couple months to get the results I want to get, and not just to feel good in the moment, because in the beginning, the journey can seem a lot about pleasure, and there has to be balance in anything, and it's easy to forget that because you've been feeling probably stuck and lost and low for so long. And you're just wanting like one little piece of joy and happiness. And you kind of like start romanticizing a lot of things, which is great. And again, so important, but there also needs to be that side of yourself. That's aware of the reality of your actions and how they play a really, really big role in you getting from point A to point B, point B being where you want to actually be heading for yourself. So yeah, shadow work's definitely a big part of it. And it gets easier as you go, not necessarily because you start having less flaws as a person, but because you start to be accepting and more trusting that, yeah, things will be okay. Like it might be really crappy right now, but I've gone through worse. I've pushed myself to go through more uncomfortable situations. I'll be fine. And it's like, I feel like that's what also builds confidence in a person is like, when you know, you're able to go through stuff, like, you really start to stop thinking about all of the minimal shit that you think is actually having an like an impact on your life. And you start really pointing yourself towards what actually matters. And, you know, it's not always good to think too far out of yourself. It's not always good to have the bigger picture perspective, because you can get lost and seeing the present moment and you can start thinking way too far or way too, you know, way too deep. Like not that there's such a thing as feeling too deep, but you know, if you think outside of the box all the time and you're thinking of yourself 
in a very high place, not like not egotistically, just in the in the sense that like if you always think of your mortality and how you're going to die one day and that's your main motivation for going after you want, like that's great. But at the same time, it can get really scary because it can make you lose meaning in life. Like if you get caught up in that, then you start to look at the other side of the coin, which is like, what's the point? Why am I going through any of this? Like there really has to be balance between being grateful that you have this one chance, but also living it to the fullest in your own way. Yeah, I definitely fell into that during my journey of feeling like, okay, I have this much of my life to live. Like, what do I want to do? And I really focused, I was very zoomed out at the overall thing. And I'm glad I'm not in that stage anymore because I like zoomed back in. But it is important to kind of go in and out of the two of them. So you kind of know, so you zoom out to see like where you want to go in the direction you're heading, but then zoom back in to enjoy the journey that you're on and actually show up and be present in life. Because I feel like a lot of times Mm -hmm. people zoom out and then they're like, I want to be where this person is, but they've been at it for like 10 years. So you're trying to be there, but then you're just constantly focused at being there and you end up losing like the whole entire journey. And that was actually why I left the classroom because I started having a countdown for every like weekend and for every school break. I constantly would be like, I have five days left until I like don't have to be at work or I have like 23 days left until April vacation. And I literally one day went for a walk and I was like, I'm wishing away days of my life to just like sit and do more work. Like it was to prep to like get ahead of my schoolwork for my students. And I was just like, this is not the, like, I can't keep doing this year after year. And that's when I made the decision to leave. But I, at the time thought I would go back. I thought I just needed like a break, but I probably won't go back at this point just because I realized within it, my passion is education and teaching. And Mm -hmm. I've learned that I can still be doing that. Just not in the format I originally thought when I was 18 of being in a classroom. I can do it online with women and teaching them versus teaching a middle schooler algebra. So (laughs) just like realizing that where you think you are in your journey and where you want to go, it's okay to shift back and forth. And a lot of that can come out through the shadow work like we talked about And I think a lot of people at the beginning don't, I know for me, I wasn't sure where to start with shadow work. I tried looking up all these like perfect prompts to be answering. And as I've gone on with my journey, it's more so like what you were saying when a trigger comes up and that can either be, you notice a limiting belief that keeps coming up or a negative thought or something happens and you have this emotion that you're just like, this is not a good emotion to be having about this. And that's when you just kind of dissect that and go in you don't always need these like perfectly written prompts to be answering yeah so as all that was happening I started to really develop a relationship with self-love and what that means I realized I didn't have any relationship with myself it was always like for other people and so what was your journey like with self-love were you have you always had like a bit of like a good relationship with yourself or have, has it always been, I definitely found relationships in other people before I found relationships in myself. And so I've swapped it over the last few years, but I'm curious what yours was like. Yeah, mine was kind of the same. Like I kind of had to lose myself to more than a couple of people before I realized like I needed to work what was going on in there first. Like I'm not, I'm really not scared of vulnerability and I, feel like sharing honestly your story is just really important for people to just not feel alone and to also kind of have a more honest and truthful idea of like what they could do for themselves like I feel like a lot of people that talk about their journeys on social media are very open but at the same time they are reserving of other parts I mean for me the parts I do share are that I was a very like insecure person. Like I was super insecure mainly because I was always taught to put other people first. And I mean, that came from a really good intention, you know, like no, no bad credits 
my parents are given to this, but I just mean like when you're unsure of yourself, like when you don't have self trust, you really don't know how to interact with other people. Like you kind of become a follower and you kind of conform yourself or shape yourself into whatever you feel the person needs you to be. And that's what I was doing for a really long time, mainly because I had my own trauma that I went through that caused me to not trust my emotions. I could not take my emotions seriously, whether it was sadness, happiness. Like I was really unsure of what should be okay for me to feel certain ways about. And it took me a lot of work with my own life coach, my own like women's alignment mentor to figure that stuff out and go really deep and also start being more honest with myself because as much as, you know, you can be someone that has an internal world that you can go back to, but it's more about escapism than actually having safety within yourself. Like for me, that was the case for a really long time. I kind of created my own little reality in my mind, but it wasn't aligned in my real reality. It was kind of just like, you know, a fantasy land that I would disassociate to whenever I felt the need. And when I turned back around and at any aspect of my life, whether it was like my social circle, my, you know, in my close ones, my job, my direction of career in general, my hobbies, the way I was acting as a person, like a lot of things I realized just didn't align. And it's when I, you know, when you start fixing kind of your internal world and also your internal circle, the further external stuff becomes really like, it becomes easier to face because you have more stability. I was also a person that had a lot of chaos in her life. So for me, like chaos was the usual and it took me a while to find stability. I feel like that's important to mention as well. Like to anyone listening, it's not going to feel like intense and like there's constant change and transition. Like the beginning of your journey, the reason why there's so much change going on is because there maybe there are a lot of things in your life that weren't in your life because it felt safe and good to you, but actually because you felt that the people you were supposed to be surrounded by or that's the job you were supposed to have or that's the things you were supposed to be into. Like once you start finding yourself, if you're someone that's been self-aware enough and that knew what they liked authentically, great. But if you weren't and you were really trapped in a lot of trauma, chances are a lot in your life need to change. But it's not forever. And when the stability sets in, that's because the right stuff is around you and then you can start facing the bigger goals or the bigger parts of your life. I think stability is a really big piece of it and starting to understand your emotions. I did that a lot with my students. I felt like, so I mainly taught middle school and high schoolers. So really the older kids and a lot of them couldn't identify their emotions. Like if they were happy and I was also special ed, but I was special ed for students with emotional disturbances like trauma And so it was a lot of working with the brain and like reprogramming their subconscious basically of understanding all the different things happening, but they couldn't identify their own emotions. So they didn't understand what emotions they should be having. And they thought they should only be having happy emotions because everyone just talked about how great it is to be happy and full of joy and all of this. And they were just like, I'm broken because I get angry or this happens or this triggers me. And I'm like, no, it's okay to experience every emotion like, and learning how to appropriately cope with each emotion. I feel like as you learn all your coping strategies, that's what also builds this builds the stability around you because you're able to know that you're safe in whatever environment you're in. So whether like a student was out in the general population, they were able to use a coping strategy and know they're okay. They don't have to flee every single time. And by teaching them that and then doing that for myself, I started to realize how important stability was, even though I didn't think at the beginning of my journey like I felt like I was stable, like where I grew up, everything around me was stable, but I realized I wasn't stable within myself and all of that. So that's what I started working on to get to a point of where I built a really good relationship with myself. And it's still 
every day we're working on the relationship. I feel like people think there's an ending point to healing and there's not. It's never like it's always going on. You're always going to find new things. It's almost like an onion. Like you peel back layers and you might be good for a little bit and then something re-triggers it and you're like, okay, I have to peel it back even more. Like we have to go a bit further. So do you have any advice for someone who was hoping or thinks that there's an ending point to healing? Like eventually you get like a gold star, like you did it. (laughs) I feel like the rate of your growth, meaning like how, not just like how quickly you're growing, but also like how, how far, like in terms of like either knowledge or emotional experiences or like, it's really based on the experiences that you live, but it's, ultimately it's our decision it's in our hands and if you're someone that always puts yourself in the safest most comfortable position the most known thing all the time which sometimes it's needed but it's all the time you choose comfort over getting to know something new or trying something different or whatever it might be then you're also causing yourself to stay at a certain level of growth for a really long time not that there are levels to this because there is not I mean in your own path for yourself and where you were at as a little kid and who you're now as an adult like in terms of emotional intelligence especially and people who are educated on cultures and the world and what's going on around them and like not just being academically smart or not just being book smart but also being like life smart and understanding people and feelings and the overall culmination of everything you're experiencing every day is really important and if you're not someone that allows yourself to step out of your comfort zone the less often you choose to step outside of your comfort zone the less opportunities you're having for growth the more you push yourself to do things for the experience and you value the experience more than your comfort you'll find that you'll grow and even though the jumping in into the experience might be really scary and difficult because anything new is difficult. Why? Like you don't know, right? You don't know. Like if you're trying a new job, you don't know how your job works. That's why there's training. But if you're not willing to put yourself in a position where you know, and you acknowledge and understand that you're going to fail, then you're not going to grow as much throughout your lifetime. You know, people wonder why not everybody ends up in the same place in terms of like, I guess, intelligence or mm-hmm. life, like experiences really. And it's because some people don't realize they have the choice and waiting around is not going to get you to another point. Like you're not going to get any wiser when you're 70, if you've always stuck to the things you know. And again, hearing phrases like don't just sit in your comfort zone it doesn't mean to get rid of everything that you love that feels comfortable and familiar because you do need that home base or that stability or whatever you feel is something that you need that's reliable and consistent in your life we need that like we need a sense of comfort and home but at the same time if you're never stepping out of that you know not much is gonna happen so again, balance, balance and everything. I know all about balance. I know I like to think of it as you have the comfort zone that you're in and you step out almost like a spider web. Like you step out a little bit into like your stretch zone to kind of like feel it out. And then eventually your stretch zone becomes your comfort zone and you just kind of keep growing it bigger and bigger as you go. But it is like baby steps. Do not think you have to like quit your job, move out, all this stuff to like get started. It can be in baby steps, which I think is very helpful or else you end up with so much pressure on yourself of like trying to do it that you can't end up putting in the work that needs to be done for yourself and the work that you deserve to be doing for yourself. So I think it definitely is all about finding balance. And again, realizing that you have the choice to create the life that you want and how you show up for it. And if you're choosing to every weekend sleep until noon, that's a choice you're making. And if you sleep until noon for the next five years, this is what it's going to look like versus if you got up and did whatever you wanted to do, like that's the path you could be going down. And I also think it's really helpful 
like you were saying, to acknowledge your growth. And I like to, I have a picture of when I was younger and I like to like look back at that and be like, would she have ever guessed I would be where I am? Like, and how much has changed and everything you have gone through and overcome. And even if it was like a negative experience, you learned something from it. I feel like there's a lesson within everything. So again, I feel like all of that comes back to finding the correct balance. So with balance, do you think, I've recently heard a few people mention they feel like they are constantly on a healing journey and all they do is heal and they want to have more of like being present in their life and showing up for life. So do you have any recommendations for someone who feels like they're just constantly on like the hamster wheel of like, okay, I did this now the next thing, now the next thing. And just being like, okay, I can breathe and just like appreciate where I am right now. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And honestly, what I have to say about this is like life, like healing is a part of life, but your entire life doesn't have to revolve around healing. I feel like whenever people get into personal development at first, and if they, especially if they get into spirituality, you get obsessed with like the rituals, the journaling, the beautiful, like slow, romanticized, blissful, deep, like empress, like the whole whimsical side of it all, which again, it's, it's a real thing. Like I, I do that stuff, but, not from morning to night like I'm still living my day-to-day with my family and you know it's just you can't make your entire reality out of healing and if you constantly think how can I explain this like because I learned that from doing it myself I got to a point where I was obsessed with healing and personal development and the issue with that is that if you get caught up too far into it that's when you lose sight of the present. So you're actually causing yourself to not be living in the present moment because if you don't see the beauty and acknowledge what's already there and if you don't realize, this is so important, if you don't realize that you are whole as your person, you are always whole in every stage. If you don't realize that, it's really hard to find to find it easier really to just center yourself in the present moment. Like if you always are in your head a little bit about what's the meaning of this moment what might this moment mean for me like blah 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 if you always go like that philosophical about everything you experience then it becomes even more blurry in every way like I don't know if you have a little more to add to this because I'm I'm really generalizing it but I feel like you're gonna have a really good spot-on perspective about this I feel like when I first started, I definitely got a bit obsessed about it and wanted to implement everything. And it was great for like that little amount of time, but it wasn't sustainable. And so then I ended up like burning out on it and just like pushing the whole thing aside. And this was when I was still in the classroom. And so it was when I got my yoga teacher training and I was just like all excited, wanted to do everything. And the life I was setting up for myself was unrealistic. Like I wanted to do this three hour luxury morning routine, but I would leave my house at 6am to go to work. So I'd be waking up at 3am to do the. Like it didn't make any sense, but I was like, this is what you have to do to do this. And just realizing like, I didn't need all of that to embody what I was trying to embody. And I learned that as I burned out because I just needed to regain what like the momentum to get started again. And I decided to make a list of each type of thing I wanted to work on. So whether it was meditation, journaling, movement, shadow work, I would then have 10 different options under it of what I could do for that activity. So it wasn't always okay, I'm going to sit in silence on my meditation cushion for 15 minutes. It might have been, okay, I'm going to do like a walking meditation or a dancing meditation and just kind of like switching it up and really tuning into my own body and what my soul needs in that moment. Because there's some days like I've been sick the last few days and you would not see me doing like a huge exercise routine. And instead I'm doing like yoga flows and just doing more of a restorative based. And 
being okay with that, knowing I'm still showing up for myself and putting in the work, but it is going to look a little bit different based on how I'm feeling. And that's okay because all of it is part of my own journey. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like people need to acknowledge, like, it's not like a one size fits all, you know what I mean? Like, and the rituals and all of that are great. And the practices, like the yoga, the journaling, the meditation, all of that, like yummy, again, like really spiritual based kind of group of practices. That stuff is awesome. And I love that stuff. Like I stage, I do yoga as well. I sometimes meditate, not that often. For me, meditation is really unique for everybody. I feel I feel also like meditation for me is more like playing music or listening to my favorite music like that really clears my mind. Even like sometimes working out actually for me is a form of meditation as well because it's the only time where I can completely not think about anything and just focus on the feeling of the moments, the movements in the moment and just like enjoying the moment, how my body's feeling and how it's reacting and like you know, it, there, there are different forms of meditation and it doesn't necessarily have to be you sitting like cross-legged and yeah. just oming to yourself in an empty room. You know, it can be any kind of activity that allows you to have a clear mind and to look at your thoughts objectively and not let them consume you and cause emotions and reactions out of you that are completely out of context with what you're actually realistically experiencing in the present moment. But yeah, that's what I kind of have to add to that, honestly. Yeah. And I think that's really important to point out about meditation. Cause I know at the beginning of my journey, I thought I had to just like sit in silence. And if a thought came up, then it, I wasn't doing it right. And then that yeah. session didn't even count. And so I tell myself I wasn't <laughs> meditating. And meanwhile, I'm like sitting there for 30 minutes, like contemplating everything and like going through my thoughts. And then I realized like, oh, like how you were saying, there's other ways to meditate besides just that. Like it could be doing a workout. It could be going for a walk. It could be listening to music and finding which form works best for you. And maybe right now it isn't sitting in silence. And like, I know if that's what meditation is, I wouldn't, I don't do that every day. Like I probably do that twice a week. However, I consider myself doing meditation multiple times throughout the day because I have meditative practices, whether it's yoga or like intuitively walking and not like walking to work out, but just like walking to observe nature and my surroundings or like tuning into a playlist. So I think it's important to realize it might not look like the quote unquote traditional way that you think or what's all over like social media sometimes. And that's okay. There's other forms and it's still, you're still doing those practices. It just, it, you're right. It's like not a one size fits all. It can be a lot of different things and it comes in a lot of different shapes and forms. But yeah. And then I always, when I would meditate would think I couldn't hear thoughts or else that meant I was doing it wrong. But I yeah. now realize that like, that's, the point is to like hear your thoughts and acknowledge them and like unpack them a little bit. And like, obviously if like 50 are zooming in your head, you got to like pick one and go with that. Yeah. But yeah. So what would you say for someone who thought like how I did that any thought coming up just meant you were not doing it? <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm going to go off of what you just said, because I love that you mentioned that the whole point is actually listening, like it's actually listening and acknowledging your thoughts. Because when you really think about it, if you're an overthinker and an anxious person, chances are you've developed by now a lot of different coping mechanisms on how to like just disassociate from those consuming thoughts. You might have meltdowns, you might have a lot of spirals going on, but you also have those things that you kind of go to, like whether it's putting music on, putting a Netflix show in the background, profusively cleaning your house. I don't know. I'm going for a walk and, or, you know, might always be the need to be with someone else and never be by yourself. Always keep yourself busy with doing something or having someone over or whatever it might be. Like when you realize how much effort you're putting into actually avoiding and running away from being alone with yourself and actually sitting down with yourself and being like, okay, bro, what's going on in there? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? It's, it's safe. It's good. Let it out. And then we'll go from here. Like it, we don't allow ourselves to do that because we think 
a lot of us were brought up to think that there's not time for that in life. Like, where do you find the time? Like there's, you know, people have kids, people have jobs, people have hobbies, people want to relax. Like, but a lot of people don't realize that actually giving your emotions and your thoughts the space to be heard and felt is a big part of allowing yourself to relax because oftentimes people will guilt trip themselves and they'll make themselves feel shitty for literally wanting to lay on the couch and not do anything. And like, I'm one of those people. I have a really hard time doing nothing. It's really hard for me to sit down and just enjoy doing nothing. But when you realize that you're allowing yourself to do it because you need it and also that it's okay to like listen to what you're feeling and thinking and to like just be there with it, there's so many benefits to allowing yourself to do that. And I feel like that's the whole core of meditation itself is like to just give yourself space. It's a way to force yourself to literally be by yourself with no distractions, no devices, no other person. Like there is nothing for you to do but to acknowledge what's going on in your mind and in your body. Yeah, I think that is so important is just like acknowledging when you are like filling the void to make it so you can't listen to yourself. And I think it's so easy now with your like with social media and your phone and like it's just so easy to like keep it on you and TikTok just like scrolling, but be when you notice you're doing that to like take a step back and be like am I doing this to like benefit me and it is different if you're like I'm resting like I know yes like I'm really bad at resting and not feeling guilty about it like I feel like I always have to be doing something and yesterday I took like the whole day off and just laid in bed and read a book because I had like the worst cold I've had in like years <laughs> and I was like I'm not gonna be able to show up for anything this whole week if I don't just like rest and not like force myself to do stuff because even looking at the computer screen was giving me a headache yesterday. So I was like, okay, I'm going to rest. And I picked up a book and I ended up reading the whole book, but I always tell myself I don't have time to read. And I was just like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. So just like being okay with allowing yourself, like if you're watching Netflix or a show, like that's okay. You're human. Like being on a spiritual journey or healing journey doesn't mean you have to cut all of that out of your life, but also just like being present with it instead of watching the movie while scrolling on Instagram and TikTok at the same time and maybe having your yeah. laptop on your lap, like doing some work. Yeah. And right there, you have three different devices going. So you're not even present in any one of those devices. You're like trying to multitask, which never ends up working successfully. Yeah. So yeah, I think all of that, and it comes back to just the balance of you're human, like living this experience. So show up and be present, but also continue to put in the work to better yourself and to better the collective and the surroundings around you and just show up as your best self, knowing like you have the potential to do anything you want to do in life. So speaking of like anything you want to do in life, has there been anything that you've manifested that is like your favorite manifestation to date? Ooh, manifestation is a tricky topic for me because I, I don't like it's It's really the culmination of like actions and mm -hmm. thought patterns and like, you know, it, it's manifestation, like in contrary to what a lot of people believe is like a really, really slow process. Sometimes it can be really fast and instant because the right opportunity presents itself. Maybe you just really were, you know, aiming for it without even realizing. But uh, in terms of my own life, manifestation-wise, hmm, I, I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah, I'm not even sure how to answer it. So I think manifestation... A lot of people think it's just like you wish for something and in the snap of your fingers, it's there. And I don't believe that's what manifestation is. I think it's almost like a word to describe having a goal and putting in the action steps to reach your goal. Mm -hmm. And so another way of viewing it is just like, what is a goal you had that you were able to put in the action and like the right opportunities hit at the right time to help that action flow through to reach your overall goal? Honestly, 
the biggest manifestation to date that I feel I've reached, I guess, or not reached, that I've worked myself to is just like the perspective I have of my life and of who I am as a person and of how I feel and see things now. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm just very now more than ever more celebratory of my process and my growth. And I'm like really starting to not only be proud of the changes that I've made and the just the effort that I've put in. Like I was a big procrastinator for a long time, still am in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, you know, it's just that extra care to actually show up for yourself and also to not put up with stuff that, you know, is going to drag you down to be more assertive. I feel like that's Honestly, just being more certain in who I am is to me the biggest manifestation that I've reached, if that makes sense. I love that. I feel like so often people go for like material items and I love how it is more of like your personal journey. I was thinking of that earlier today. I remember when I was in the classroom, like completely burnt out. I didn't understand how someone could like laugh at like an Instagram post or like a show on TV or something. Like I just didn't understand how people found stuff funny. And then the other day I caught myself laughing at a show and I was just like, oh my goodness, I always wanted this. (laughs) Like, and I finally have the emotion to like laugh at something like, and it's, I don't remember what it was, but I was just like, I finally can like, I understand why people laugh. Like it's not a big deal. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just noticing your growth and even like just a thought or limiting belief you had, like how I thought, I'll never find like a comedian funny or a TV show or a movie funny. Like I never understood how people got so emotional into movies or cried over movies. And I'm finding now as I'm diving deeper into my own emotions and unpacking them and everything, I'm starting to do that and like have all these emotions to other things. So it's interesting, like seeing the growth and the unpacking of the walls that you put up. Yeah. So I think that is a really great manifestation. Yeah. And I feel like, cause I relate so much to what you just mentioned. I also, how can I explain this? Like, I feel like when you start awakening to how much hurt there is in the world, how much corruption there is yeah. and just the stuff that a lot of people put up with that is actually causing them a lot of pain and suffering. It gets really hard to not take life seriously. It's, it's weird because you like when you're at that point, like for me personally, I stopped kind of judging people out of my own insecurities because I realized like everybody really is going through their own shit. And like mm-hmm. in the end, everybody just wants to be fucking loved for who they are. Even if they don't know who that is, like they just want to find a way to feel like they can relate and they fit in and they have a community of people. And so like that in a way causes you to open up in a lot of ways, but your judgment to, the external world constantly making you serious about things and like kind of it it feeds into your ego and it makes you lose that playful side of yourself and it also like it just makes you lose appreciation for what really matters because when you're again like we talked about earlier when you're only focused on the bigger picture of things you really forget about the little simple things that matter and also you close yourself off like you close yourself off like personally for me if we're going to talk about like social anxiety, for example, I've recently gone through a big milestone where I, you know, I went through a situation that in the past, like maybe six, seven months ago would have literally made me shit myself and out of, you know, panic and not knowing how to be authentic and genuine in the moment. And I found myself in that situation being completely calm and telling myself that I had no expectations on myself, which is something I've never done before. You know, you start realizing how when you stop judging yourself and you stop thinking that you have to be a certain way, like that's another thing, you know, like you don't need to be your best self all the time. There is no, your best self doesn't mean a perfect self. It means a per, like a version of yourself that respects your pain 
as much as your joy. And that also gives it the space it needs. And so I feel like once I realized that I started opening myself up more to people, like I, I realized I was, I was hating on people before I even knew them. Like I was just yeah. so protective of my own security. And I realized I was coming from a lot of insecurity in myself actually, and not feeling like I could come back to myself and feel safe and certain in who I was still. It was causing me to like shut myself off to a lot of people before I even knew them. And I feel like once you open yourself up to what you already have and the fact that you have everything that you need at the point that you're at in your life and that if you choose to make the best out of what you have that makes you feel good, that things are actually great and they can be great in the in-between space of you getting from where you are now to the bigger goals or things that you want for your life. If you're actually allowing yourself to enjoy the place that you're in fully and tell yourself that you'll be okay if that's what you've got right now and for you don't know how long you know when you surrender to that way of thinking and you really open yourself up and you try to find the good and you try to find the positivity it helps you know not necessarily toxic positivity like forcing yourself to be happy all the time I just mean like you know being appreciative and grateful but also like allowing yourself to enjoy things like no matter how minimal and minuscule and mundane and you know random they might seem laughing at the dumb video or the dumb animation that you saw on tv is fine it doesn't make you a conceited person it doesn't make you less of an emotionally smart or brain like mind book smart person it just makes you real and it makes you human and I feel like once we start embracing the fact that we're actually imperfect people it really makes things easier I wish someone had told me that at the start of my journey of like in order to be whole you have to be imperfect like there's Mm -hmm. no like perfect quote-unquote perfect like formula to have this like amazing life it's just showing up and being okay with where you are in your journey and just acknowledging you're doing the best you can and you're putting like your best effort out there and it's all okay like (laughs) You don't have to worry. So if someone's interested, I know you said it's not out yet. Where could they find you just to like follow along so they know when it comes out, like how they can learn more about it? Yeah. So my uh, current business platform is solely on Instagram. It's at coach with a K, coach K. So K-O-A-C-H-K-A-Y underscore. That's my Instagram handle. Um, you can also find me at at Awaken and Align on Instagram. That's my podcast Instagram. I'm at Awaken and Align podcast. Sorry. So that's my podcast Instagram. That's where I post updates of when the latest episode is going to be coming up, what guests are going to be coming on, which if you guys don't know yet, Jen and I are recording another episode tomorrow night. That's going to be on my podcast as well. So make sure to Head on, head on over there to see. Yeah, I'll leave all the links in the show notes. Yeah. So definitely check out her Instagram and both Instagrams, and then also check out her podcast because it's really great. I was listening to a few episodes the other day, and I enjoy them. So definitely so. check those out as well. It'll all be linked below. But yeah, thank you so much, Kaylee, for coming on. I really enjoyed this chat. I feel like. I got a lot out of it and I love when I get stuff out of the chat because then I'm like, well, I know everyone's going to get stuff out and just even perspective shifts that have happened and making sure like the businesses that we're creating are, I wish there was a word. I know what you mean. Like, I don't want to say professionalism, but it's for sure like, okay to feel like worthy of like, you know, in, in the industry of anything that you do if you're offering a service it's completely okay to feel entitled to a certain amount of income it's completely okay for you to feel entitled to success but you also need to remember like why you started the service in the first place and who is that service you know made for so mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent Thank you so much for listening to this episode on embracing your energy. 
If you enjoyed it, please go ahead and share it with your friends or family or screenshot the episode and tag both of us on Instagram. Again, all the links down below in the show notes. And yeah, just have a great day because you are worthy of it. So thank you so much, Kaylee. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. That's a wrap for today's episode of Embracing Your Energy. I hope you found today's topic helpful and inspiring on your journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Remember, small steps lead to big changes. So keep practicing the techniques and exercises we've discussed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes and to never miss a chance to expand your growth and potential. And if you feel like this podcast is resonating with you and you would like to support it, please rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Also, I would be so grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you decide to share it on social media, please be sure to tag me at jenmurphy.com. The more headphones and hearts we reach, the more people we can help on their journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time on Embracing Your Energy. Remember, it's time to let go of those limiting beliefs, make those much needed mindset shifts and finally manifest abundance and success. Get ready to step into your power and finally start embracing your energy. All right, take care, my friend.